0: This is Metro Focus with Raphael P. Roman, Jack Ford, and Jenna Flanagan. Metro Focus is made possible by Sue and Edgar Wachenheim III, Philemon M. D'Agostino Foundation, the Peter G. Peterson and Joan Gans Cooney Fund, Bernard and Denise Schwartz, Barbara Hope Zuckerberg, and by Jody and John Arnhold. Dr. Robert C. and Tina Sohn Foundation, The Ambrose Monell Foundation, Estate of Roland Carlin, The JPB Foundation.
1: Good evening and welcome to Metro Focus. I'm Jack Ford. The mental health crisis affecting military veterans is well and painfully documented. Post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, all conditions that disproportionately affect those who have worn the uniform their country. And while the search for a cure to conditions such as PTSD continues, a growing body of research suggests that animal therapy could greatly help relieve the symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Tonight, we'll explore how countless veterans have found healing through their special bond with animals. Later in the show, we'll go inside a program called Pause of War, an organization that trains and places rescued dogs with veterans. But first, we explore the mental health benefits of equine therapy with the folks from Bravehearts, an organization that offers free horsemanship programs for veterans. The Group also leads a yearly horseback ride through Midtown Manhattan to raise awareness about the high rate of veteran suicide. An average of 20 veterans take their own lives every day. Here to talk about the organization, how horses can help with mental health, as well as the Trail to Zero ride, is first Brave Hearts Administrative Director, Gina Sorgani and Marine Corps Veteran, Ben Jalove. Welcome to both of you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, for So Gina, I'm gonna to get to benefits with you in a moment and then we'll talk specifically with Ben also. But let's start with the organization, Brave Hearts. How did it come to be?
2: Yeah, so Brave Hearts was established in 2002 Um, And so Bravehearts really came about from our founder, Marge Gunner. So Marge had cancer and she had a bond with her horse prior to cancer. But through cancer, she really found the healing that she was getting from the horse. Um, And sort of a couple years later, she meets Dr. Rolf Gunner, and he becomes not only her life partner, but also the co-founder Bravehearts. And Dr. Gunner, he's really the one that had the vision for the veterans. So Marge knew, you know, Marge really had it in her heart that horses can help heal people. Dr. Gunner being a Korean War medic and um, he's a very decorated veteran. He really had the vision for veterans because he saw, once he came to the farm um, with Marge, he really saw the benefits that horses can have on people. And he related it to his experience in the military and thought that, you know, when he came back from the back from the war, there wasn't anything for him. There was no recreation. There was no, you know, there was therapy, but there was there was nothing like this, nothing that took a horse and really um, and took an animal and really created a bond, something that you wouldn't have to necessarily talk about what was going on inside, but you were able to um, get that, those benefits from the horses. And like you said, we can dip into those benefits in a little bit here. And I think Ben really will help, um, help us understand those benefits as well.
1: Let's do that. Let's, uh, let's do that now. And, and I'll start with you, Gina. And then Ben, I want to bring you in the conversation, but Gina talk about what, what is being discovered here and what, and what has evolved in terms of, of the benefits of this relationship.
2: Yeah, so Bravehearts offers innovative programming using horses, obviously, right? But we offer equine assisted services is the term that, that it's known as. And there's a recreational component to it. And there's also a therapy side of it. Um, but we find that when many veterans enter the program, they really fall into that recreational side. So they are being instructed by a lot of times fellow veterans who have also gone through the process of becoming instructors and they're taught horsemanship skills. But through those horsemanship skills, they are able to start having a lot of other benefits, like building trust with a horse, mm-hmm. um, build, having the social camaraderie with fellow veterans who are also in the lesson with them. They're able to build confidence. Um, so, re, they're able to integrate into the community. Um, there are, there's physical and mental uh, and cognitive you know benefits as well of learn, when if any you know anybody i think can relate to this of learning any new skill being able to build confidence yeah. but with a horse it really the, the unique thing about a horse is that it really magnifies um really the horse magnifies what is a mirror to yourself so it really magnifies what how you're feeling so if you, I, step- how, do you
1: how do you mean how do you mean by that For people who have never been around horses or never ridden, they might say, well, how does that work? That it becomes a mirror of yourself. Explain
2: that. Right. And it's super interesting. And I think until you truly experience it, um, you know, I think you'll you'll fully understand it. So I'm going to try to explain it here. And I think Ben, again, can help um, tell his experience of when he first had his first riding lesson. But what a horse does is, you know, a horse is a prey animal. So a horse is is programmed to run away from things that are not normal you know that are that are going to be fearful for them so if you come in with a lot of energy to a lesson if you're if you sit on top of a horse and you're really anxious the horse feels that and they mirror it so they take it on and they say oh no what's wrong you know because that horse when you're with that horse you're you're a member of their herd so you're if you're scared they say, you know, they're also thinking, why? Why are we scared? Mm-hmm. So you have to be on top of a horse or on the groundwork. We offer both at Brave Hearts. Mm-hmm. You have to channel your, um, you know, quiet your mind, quiet your, try to quiet your heart, um, try to, you know, relieve that stress that you might be having before you got to the farm, so that that horse can also, mm-hmm. uh, can also be better in the lesson. Otherwise a horse is going to also respond that way. So a lot of times, you know, when a veteran is on a horse and they say, why is that horse doing that? We ask the question of, well, you know, what's going on? Is there something going on with you? You know, are you feeling tight? Are you um, feeling anxious? You know, have you taken a breath? And a lot of times you notice when you take a deep breath, that horse will also drop and take a breath with you. Yeah.
1: Um, so super. I think it's cool. all fascinating to see the yeah. relationship, the symbiotic relationship between the rider and the horse,
2: right? Totally. Yeah, it's awesome to experience it. Yeah. And I think when a veteran realizes that, I think that's what you know. I think that's in the moment that really connects them to the horse because they see that. So many times, do the veteran has I hear a veteran say, "Well, I want to be better. I want to feel better for for the horse." So if you come at a horse with a lot of energy, if you're angry, you know, that horse doesn't want to be around you. And I think as, as people, all we want is, is to be around um, other people and especially other animals.
1: Sure. So, Ben, this now brings you into our conversation here. As I mentioned, a Marine Corps veteran had been deployed around the world. What initially drew you to Bravehearts, to this program?
0: Uh, well, it was a phone call. I had gotten a phone call back in 2019, uh, middle of November and, uh, a family friend had gotten my information and given it to the president of Braveheart's, uh, Megan Hill and uh, I got a phone call from her, I believe on a Friday afternoon. Um, and she asked, uh, if I was willing to be around a few horses for some veteran services. And I said, you know, I really never took part in any uh, veteran services uh, besides the VA, uh, veteran affairs for therapy for my PTSD and uh, suicide. Uh, So I said, you know, I gotta give it a shot. Maybe this will work instead of going and talking to someone about my emotions and so on and so forth. Um, So lo and behold, uh, a week later, I had found myself at Harvard, Illinois. Um, I met Megan, uh, at, at the gate and, uh, she brought me into the barn. I met a wonderful horse, uh, named Hank. And, um, I could say the story is written from there, but what, uh, I really want to get down to is, uh, yourself and Jeanette said about, uh, getting your energy, uh, and the horse mirroring your energy, um. Right at that moment when I had met Hank in the alleyway of the barn, um, my heart was racing. Uh, I wasn't uh, familiar with the area. Uh, Can
1: I interrupt one second? Had you ever ridden
0: horses before? Without by myself, no. Okay. When I was a kid, I rode maybe a couple times here and there, and I was a Boy Scout's rode horses,
1: but nothing. This is the first time it's you and a horse for a reason. Being put correct, yes, sir. What what did what was what went through your mind when you first climbed aboard and became part of this symbiotic relationship you and Hank?
0: Um, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> uh, I said, like, "Why am I here?" You know, um, there's a whole a whole lot. I mean, you know, in, in order for I said to myself, you know, in order for myself to get better. Um, I have to give a little, I have to be able to take the next step forward, uh, open that door and walk through it. And I felt like, uh, answering that phone call was that, uh, that door that I needed to open and walk, walk forward. So, um, being in that barn and being with Hank, uh, instantly saw that mere image. Um, he started to back up cause my anxiety was through the roof. My, my heart was racing. Um, you know, since then I've learned that horses will try to do their best to match your heart rate. And realizing that that their heart rate was trying to match my heart rate when the first time I met him, um, really goes to show that mirror image. Uh so I mean, like like Gina was saying, with the herd animals and now I'm putting that herd that I've never been part of.
1: And they're acting like. Now you're part. (coughs) Excuse me. Now you're part of that hurt. Ben, tell us how, from that first moment you you became involved with Hank, how has it helped you?
0: Well, it's done numerous things. Um, For instance, my PTSD, my main trigger is children. Um, For my deployment, I had struggled with um babies uh from a young age newborns all the way up to i would say nine ten years old and since i've been with brave hearts uh they've given me the um i shouldn't say they have given me they've with still that courage and um you know life back into me staying that like it go, Life goes on. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, there's something beautiful in life. You know, there's something very beautiful in a horse um, that can mirror mirror your image and mirror your energy. So they've really given me that opportunity to rejoice in life and to live on. And since then, I now have two beautiful little girls of my own. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and that are not a trigger for me anymore as where they were before. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a motor transportation operator and uh I really never really liked to drive when I got out of the service. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm on Bravehearts Insurance. So I'm driving horses to New York City. So
1: it's, good. Um, it's, a good, it's a good story yeah. to, to hear so in I'm, terms of what it's done for you. I, yes. I've got about three minutes left here. I want to get a couple of things in, in quickly, if I can. And, and Gina, tell us um, quickly, if you would, about the, the ride. Um, how yeah. did it come about, and what's the whole point
2: behind it? Sure, so Trail to Zero started in 2017. And the whole point was to bring awareness and prevention for these twenty, the 20 veterans who we lose every day who die by suicide. So um, this ride was a way that veterans at Bravehearts and really veterans across the world, across the country can um, come together and ride to, for their brothers and sisters. Um, we're trying to bring light to let other veterans know and let other veteran family members know that equine assisted services may be an answer that they're looking for to help them with PTSD and to hopefully help um, to end suicide. So we're, you know, our goal is to ride until that number is zero.
1: Yeah, and and I know that, that there's great cooperation with the NYPD, mm-hmm. uh, many of whom members are veterans themselves.
2: Yes, yeah, so the NYPD is incredible. There's no way that we would be able to do this ride without them. We ride through Central Park, Times Square, Um, they are, they, they are beautiful people. I mean, it's incredible what they do for us in order to help us bring awareness um, for suicide prevention.
1: Yeah. And last question for you, Gina. So for, for somebody who is watching this and either for themselves or somebody they're close to, they say, I, I see myself or I see my loved one in Ben and his story. And I'd love to get the the, fine. Ben was interesting. He said, it might not be the answer, but it can be an answer for people. So mm-hmm. so what what can you say to them in terms of how where do they go now to find your group and and help?
2: Yeah, so Bravehearts provides all services to veterans and a member of their family at no cost. So last year we served 799 veterans Across 24 states mm-hmm. and provided over 9,000 hours of services to them, all at no cost. And again, that's the recreational side of it. Um, so, an instructor is teaching you horsemanship skills, and we also have a therapy component to work with the mental health professional if they choose. Um, somebody that wants to, that's anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world that wants to get involved with trails or with um, equine assisted services, Bravehearts has a database where we can connect you or your family right. member with. Uh, with a center near you, we're a PATH accredited center. So we have other centers that we can connect them with. Right. We also have a transportation, a grant that allows us to provide assistance. So if right. they are wanting to come to Bravehearts, we could also make that happen.
1: Well, it, it's it's a marvelous story of doing wonderful work. Uh, for people who deserve our attention and our help. And Ben, uh, you you are a great story yourself, a great success story. So thank you for your service. Uh, we're we're so pleased at what you've done, Gina. And for all of you at the organization, thanks. All of you, good luck. And we'll look forward to talking with you again in the future. You all take care now.
2: Thank you so much, Frank. And our website is braveheartswriting.org.
1: Great, all right, be well. Thank you, sir.
2: Thank you.
3: building a bond with him, he started doing stuff for me that he wasn't even trained for. Not too long ago, I was in therapy and we were talking about something pretty intense. I got very panicky. He got up off the floor and he literally climbed up on top of me, put all his weight on me and started licking my face. And my therapist and I started laughing about it. So I went from almost having a panic attack to laughing because my dog is licking my face
4: was a war as an organization that places rescued animals with veterans. This facility is designed to be their second home.
5: I am a future military spouse. My fiance is in the army. We have a five-year-old child together, so basically I had to do the job of military spouse while he was away. In the meantime, I kind of started doing this <laughs> to help with me, to help with my family. We're, we're a big support network here. We, we all work hand in hand.
4: We started five years ago placing dogs, and we are proud of the placements. Uh, we are proud of the letters and emails and texts that we get talking about, hey, just want to say hello, and today is another day that I'm alive, and. I am so grateful for this dog and for you guys.
5: Yeah, what we're gonna do, treat the same way every time, okay? So eventually treat goes away. We're gonna put that right to his nose, and I'm gonna lead him right to my toes, you ready? When the guys come home, you you expect the world from them because they came home, right? They should be the same, but nine out of 10, they're not. I mean, they've been through a traumatic event. Good, when he hits your hand, say yes. Raise it up, sit.
3: So I wanted to become a military police officer. Uh, I had to be 19, I wasn't, I was 17. So I took the next best thing. I joined the Marine Corps Security Forces. That's a secondary job. You have to choose a primary job. So my primary job was infantry. When I first got out, things were a little weird for me. The symptoms that I had associated with PTSD were not really major at the time. Um, It kind of grew, little things grew from seeds and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and worse and worse and worse. So I started doing things to try and cope with it. Didn't even know it was PTSD, didn't even recognize it. I thought it was just, oh man, it's just me, I'm just just screwed up. And I'd have a nightmare, and then I'd be afraid to go back to sleep, so I wouldn't go to sleep for two days. I didn't want people to see me like that, so I would isolate. I'd stay home for two or three days until it passed. So I started taking pain medication, prescribed through my doctor. I followed the prescription that I was supposed to do, but after time, I started taking it not because I was in pain, because I was just making me feel better. So I started taking more and more. I I, I just had a few nights that I would just, I looked in the mirror and I said, I can't live my life like this, something's wrong. Once I started working with the VA, and I started meeting other people in groups, and in therapy and in programs, I met other people that were dealing with the same stuff as I was. I didn't feel so alone anymore. I felt like, wow, here's some other people that really do get
6: me. The first plane hit the tower. Then when the second plane hit, that's when my National Guard unit was deployed and we were shipped out on buses to the outskirts of Ground Zero. As we walked closer and closer to the pile, it it was burning, it smelled really bad. People were searching in the pile for body parts. If we happened to find any remains, then we would have to bring the parts to the morgue. Um, I started drinking a lot at that point and using illegal drugs. And it was all to numb all the things that I witnessed. I started realizing it as the problems were getting worse, my irritability was getting worse, I started getting paranoid. And when I got to that point, that's when I went to the VA hospital in East Northport, and I got help.
5: It's a great job. Good job. If you do it that.
6: James way, is an amazing individual. individual. He's the first
4: to volunteer for any services. He's the first to help out. He's the first to build something. He's the first to collect dog food and bring it to us. He's always been active um, in his community.
6: Guardians of Rescue rescued 11 puppies from Louisiana and then donated to Pause of War for the veterans. They were in a hurricane and in Louisiana they were gonna euthanize all 11 of them. Starting out with him, it's starting out with like a new child but it's a puppy and now you have to mold it.
3: I met someone named Todd who was a member of Pause of War and had a service dog. So once I met Todd and I saw how much help the service dog was giving him, I was like, I started thinking, wow, maybe a service dog would be good. And uh, this was early when I first started identifying everything. His dog helped me so much because it was a fully trained service dog that I was looking after and taking with me everywhere. It was fantastic. He did, and I started smiling again and I started laughing again and it was pretty cool. So I said, you know, what's, what's, what's the chances that I can get a dog? And they said, I think the chances are pretty, pretty good. So I put an application in, I went through the process that I'm now in charge of, and I got Rocky. Rocky has just exceeded my expectations. I mean, he's very well trained, he's a very good dog. Um, I couldn't be happier with with Rocky. Now Harry's part of
5: my class and he's going for the rest of the badges for for Rocky. And um, we're taking him through all the levels and they're very good students. Every class is at least four to six dogs, if not more. If uh, any of the guys need you know say the work schedules too hectic, we'll help with dog walking, we can bring the veterinarian to the, the uh, service dog in need. If anyone needs help with drug or substance abuse issues, uh, we do have a liaison that can direct them in the right facility to, to get them in the direction that they need so we can get the you know, servicemen well-rounded as well. You want me to work with Rocky for a second. Take yeah. a break, James. Yeah. Okay. Service dog is an extension of your arm. Um, Service dog means that the service dog has a job to do and must be attached to said service person's hip.
6: He's just there, even say like if I'm dreaming at night and I'm sweating and stuff, he'll come over to me, he'll pounce on me, he'll lick my face, he'll wake me up from my dream. He goes to school with me. He's trained to lay down or sit. I tell him the commands depending upon what's going on in the classroom, and he stays there. He doesn't carry notes or books.
5: (laughs) Most of these dogs in the beginning, once we train that mutual connection, they start to trigger, and I start to show the guys when they're actually, their dog is triggering that, because you'll see it um, in very early stages of training if we have the right fit. Rocky, right? Sit. Good boy.
6: I picked him up. I didn't touch any other puppy. I'm like, I want him, and I knew that he was the one for me. He was nice and calm. He he was consoling me right away. He just like nestled up to me, and he didn't want to get off my lap, you know. And even now, still he follows me everywhere.
3: Want to have some free time? Want to have some free time? Okay, free, leave it.
5: When the vest is off, the dog can be a normal dog. Rocky. When the vest is on, the dog is in working mode, so the dog does know the difference of when he needs to be doing his job and when it's, you know, off the clock time.
3: We want to make sure that the veterans are interested in our organization, that a dog really will be a good fit, and that they are receiving care already. Um, If a veteran comes to us and they have PTSD and it's never been diagnosed, they've never seen, they're not getting outside help for it, then that's where our peer specialists will come in and point them in the right direction. Say, listen, oh. this is this is really what you might need. Good oh boy. Us here at Pause of War, yes. we're just other veterans that have been through this.
5: Everyone's affected a different way. The fact that they are this honorable uniform, sometimes it's very hard for them to accept that that is who they are now. And that's the biggest hurdle that a lot of these guys go through. But with the dogs as well as another therapeutic hand in that, it helps them more easily transition and accept what they're going through and be able to proceed forward and live a more fulfilled life.
6: Well, you always have a friend. You'll never be lonely. You always have someone to talk to. They might not talk back, but they're there for you when you're in, you're having those hard moments or those down times. Um, you always have a friend with you.
5: If you provided a service for us, this is our service for you and, and we are very grateful for it. So this is our gift back to those have done a gift bigger than we could ever ask for.
1: Tuning into Metro Focus, you can take our award winning program with you wherever you go with Metro Focus, the podcast. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode, or simply ask your smart speaker to play Metro Focus, the podcast. Also available at metrofocus.org, wliw.org slash radio, and on the NPR One app.